Welcome back to Gutterson Fieldhouse in Burlington, Vermont. I'm Mike Macknick, John Leahy with us as well, and joining us for the second intermission, Mike McMahon in the first edition of this season's McMahon Report. Mike McMahon from the Eagle Tribune and also WarriorRinkRat.com. And, uh, well, Mike, goes without saying that the four and a half minutes they have to kill off in the third period is probably going to go a long way to his deciding his game. But uh, for the most part, it seems to me that Merrimack's done a lot of the things that they did well last night and, and getting out to the lead and, and uh, dominated large parts of this game. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see a third period similar to what we saw last night, which uh, you know really was them playing keep away for most of that third period. I think it probably only took about 22 or 23 minutes to play the period. They just kept the puck away from Vermont, kept it pinned down that end. Obviously, for four and a half minutes, we're going to have to kill a penalty. But but after that, I wonder if you sort of see them go into a into a mode here where it's just going to be to try to keep the puck away from them, keep it down low, cycle it, and not let them get many opportunities. Well, Merrimack off to a 5-0 and start, trying to make it 6-0 and tonight, and uh, first time in 24 years since they've done that well to start a season. Uh, what's impressed you so far? I think the ability, uh, the skating ability, this team has. So that's one one of the one of the biggest differences I think between this team and and teams of maybe seven or eight years ago that Merrimack had. It's just that this team can skate. And I remember you know, you'd be nervous heading up into a game at, at UNH or UMass where it was a bigger ice sheet wondering can they can they hang with them in the skating department. Now I don't think you worry about that. I just think that uh, you know whether it's a, I don't know if it's so much a stamina thing but just they, they've been able to skate with anybody anybody that they've played and I, I think they could probably skate with anybody in the country. That Notre Dame team they played last year in the NCAA tournament was one of the better skating teams in the country and, and they hung right there with them, had a lead up until you know overtime obviously. So I think from a skating standpoint that's been the biggest difference. I think that's a good point. I'd say the other thing that's uh, that that stood out for me has been the way that this team has played with such poise and adversity, uh, you know, when facing adversity, handled adversity in, in so many different fashions and ways that uh, it's almost as if it's been like second nature. It's almost as if they fully expect that they're going to find a way to win the game, and, and they have so far. Yeah, I think part of that, too, just comes back to having some older players in the roster, these guys that have experience. They're just not, they don't get as rattled. You know, they, they look a, a deficit in the face in the third period, and a lot of them know what to do because they've been there before. They've played plenty of hockey. It's not a, you know, that's not to say that obviously at 18 years old you've played a lot, a lot of hockey as well, but I think the maturity level between a, an 18-year-old and, you know, if you're getting a freshman at 21 or 20 years old, a, a, a senior at that point that's 25, the maturity level between an 18-year-old and a 25-year-old can be night and day, and I think that goes a long way, like you said, with just playing with poise in those those adverse situations. I think we're also seeing the uh, the after effects of of the success they had last season and, and the things that this team learned as as individuals and as players that uh, you know being put in many situations throughout the year where they you know they they play as a much more confident team and unit this year than they did in years past and and I would even say more so than the beginning of the season last year I think that they developed this as the season went along and uh, and it's carried over into this year because as you said so many even though, though they lost the players they lost they still had so many key players coming back and they're guys that have they know what it takes to win games it's as simple as that yeah you you almost got to look back at it and say Two years ago, this team made the playoffs, but they finished below 500. So there's two two classes worth of, of, of players on this team that were on teams that, that well, the seniors didn't make the playoffs their first year, and even the, the the juniors were below 500 their first year. So that's half the team. I mean, so really, what's the difference? The difference is is the experience that they had, and I think that's. that's 
it's one of those things where you might not think it, it, it plays much into it. You know, you look at it and say, well, the, oh, the player's as good as the player's going to be. You know, it, it's talent. Well, I think a lot of it is experience, and that's what you're starting to see here is not all the faces have changed. You know, a lot of the, like I said, half the team was here when, when they weren't making the playoffs and not finishing above 500, and, and nothing changed with the way they play the game. They just have, they, they have some more experience, and I think that goes, can go a long way when you get into some tight games, and you know, it just has to do with knowing where, knowing, knowing how you got here and what you had to go through, and, and just having the experience of maybe being down in a game and coming back, and not having to, uh, you know, have those jitters. Yeah, and Inside College Hockey ranked the uh, incoming recruiting class 15th in the country, and, and what's been very interesting for me to watch so far this year is that while it's certainly it's a, lar a relatively large class with a number of players that they've been able to move in and out of the lineup to try to get everybody experience, and you can see flashes of greatness from each one of them. I think you can see what, what they're going to be down the road. At the same time, they've also been in a situation where they haven't had to depend on any of them, and, and that's a, a terrific situation to be in. Yeah, for a long time, that's what it was. I mean, every year you heard about the new guys coming in because you had to depend on them. You had to hold that one of those guys would, would sort of come out and be a star because for a long time you didn't have that, that star power. You, 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 didn't, you didn't really have the go-to guy when it came to offense or defense. And now, you can look at it now and say they've got a guy on each line where you can go to and say if you need a big goal, this guy can get it for him. So that's one of the big things. And I know that, that Coach Denny has talked about it. Uh, this might be one of the better recruiting classes that they've had here in quite a while, but they don't need to rely on him right away. Uh, so you might, I'm sure obviously they're playing right now, and I think you're going to see some good things from, from all of them early on here, but when those guys get to be sophomores and juniors, when you start to see you know, that natural progression of a, of a college career and guys start to take off, I think this class specifically is, is going to be, you know, we'll look back their senior year and say, wow, you know, it'd just be sort of wild of what I think they talking with Mike McMahon from the Eagle Tribune and WarriorRinkRat.com. It's Merrimack 3, Vermont 1 at the end of 2. And well, talking about recruiting, the word recently uh, that they got a commitment from Wade Murphy, and uh, he seems to be lighting it up in the British Columbia League. Yeah, and I think he's going to have another year out there, too. I, I, I read a couple of different things. One had him coming in next year, and then I, I think I read a story uh, on him this week where he was quoted as saying he's going to be a, a 2013 guy. You know, I think he's over two points a game in the, in the, in the British Columbia Hockey League and just really lighting the world on fire out there. Seems like he's a guy that can score. Uh, I, I know one of the things that, from, from what I was reading, that his junior coach has been pretty impressed with is his ability to, to skate better this year and, and sort of hang with, with guys he wasn't hanging with last year. And you look at the point production he's putting up as a guy that just turned 18. I mean, he was a 17-year-old when the season started. I think he's going to be a, a, a player that's going to headline his class for sure. Again, we're talking with Mike McMahon, and I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, this is the first time we've had a chance to, to talk to you about the addition of Notre Dame and uh, what it's going to mean as the, uh, you know, all indications are from what I've heard that Hockey East is going to start that 2013-14 season with just 11 teams, and uh, so I guess the question then is going to be, will there, will there be a 12th team, and when might it happen? What are your thoughts? Uh, on the addition of Notre Dame, I, I don't see how it's negative. I think it's, I think if you're a, if you're a conference to not want them is, is ill-advised, and you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want them. One of the most powerful universities, in the, definitely in the country, I mean, in the world, everybody knows who Notre Dame is. To so affiliate yourself with them is, is huge. And, and from a 12-team standpoint, I, I think they will go to 12 at some point. I agree with you; they'll probably start with 11 that first year. But uh, I, I just think it's something that they want to do. I know when I talked to, to Joe Britannia about it, he said. 
that it, 12 makes more sense on a lot of levels from a scheduling perspective. And it just it, it opens them up to, to some different things. So I think they want to add a 12 team, but at the same time, I don't think they're just going to take anyone. Uh, and they shouldn't. You know, they're in a position where they don't have to take a 12 team for the sake of taking a 12 team. I think they can be patient and, and take a school that is going to have something to offer them. I think the ultimate situation is you want it to, uh, you want it to be a situation just like Notre Dame, where they have more to offer the school than the league has to offer them. I mean, they don't have to go on and take, a, take on a team that wants to be in hockey and doesn't bring something to the table from a league perspective. All right, well, we're just about ready for the third period here. Uh, obviously, a big penalty kill coming up, but uh, what do you see happening for this third period? Take us inside both locker rooms. I think if you're Merrimack, you want to do you know, pretty much what you've done for the last three years in the penalty kill. That's sort of pack it in, block shots. It's going to be a long time here at 4.36. You don't want to do too much running around. I don't think you're going to see the pressure of the guys at the points because it's going to get guys tired. You've got to get through basically some two-and-a-half power plays here, almost two-and-a-half power plays at four-and-a-half minutes. So pack it in the penalty kill, block as many shots as you can, clear the zone, get quick changes, and then after that, just do what you did last night. And that's, you know, just sort of keep the puck away from Vermont, keep it pin deep and cycled. If you're Vermont, you want to get pucks to the net, obviously, especially if Merrimack's packed in. There's going to be a lot of traffic there. Try to create some chances maybe off the screen and go from there. All right, thanks, Mike. The McMahon Report, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. That's Mike McMahon from the WarriorRinkRat.com site and also the Eagle Tribune. You can read all his coverage of Merrimack Hockey in the Eagle Tribune tomorrow and also online. Again, the score at the end of two periods, it's Merrimack 3, Vermont.